Big time is showtime and action. Corey What's Bellamy, up, how are you, my friend? Hey, Jackie, grab my phone right Oh, I got it right here. Sorry. Corey, let's hop right into this right now. How are you doing today, you beast? I'm fucking doing well. Look at this setup I got. I'm watching fucking football. I got my Jaeger cooler. I got all my jerseys for the boys. The man cave. I love it. I love it. Thank you for bringing yep. us inside the man cave. Yep, I got top speed hockey. Fryzy's running top speed hockey and fucking sweet. All right, is he paying us for that shameless shout out? <laughs> uh, I love it. He better be. I, I better be getting this merch for free. He's been bothering me about fucking paying him. I got Listen, little background be- on Corey Bellamy. He's a left shot. He's a forward. He's born June 30th, 1989 in Springfield, Mass. That makes him 31 years old. He's six foot one, 185 pounds when he started out. I know he's a lot bigger than that when oh, I say Oh, I ever. Anyways, you, 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 who got you into hockey? Um, I would say, I mean, my family and foremost, like my brother and sister, but I would say my mom's side of the family, like we, uh, we were all born in the Providence, Rhode Island area. And uh, yeah, from there, like uh, my, uh, my mom's side of the family got us into it. And um, from there, like Rob and Casey were always playing there. Uh, Casey's two years older than me and Rob's four years older than me. So why don't you talk uh, a little bit about uh, y- y- your sister and uh, and your brother? I know they're big time hockey players like yourself. Yep, yep. Uh, Casey, obviously, she's a decorated fucking hockey player. Like uh, she's like no other, really. Stud, uh, she, stud woman defenseman for the U.S. Olympic team, I believe. No. Yes, correct. She's the assistant captain. She's, uh, I believe, she's gonna do her fourth Olympics. So she's got two silvers and a gold, and she's looking for another gold. Awesome. Well, and, congratulations uh, to her. Oh, my God. Yeah, she went to uh, – she played boys hockey for the Springfield Junior Picks. Little, uh, little jersey action there. And uh, we all Pretty played amazing, there growing huh? up. Pretty and amazing. Then, uh, and then Casey went and played uh, at Berkshire School for four years. And then uh, she got a full scholarship to pretty much all the schools in the country for D1 women's hockey, and she picked uh, UNH. Um. And she played with a bunch of awesome girls there. And then uh, during that time, I think she was a sophomore when she made the transition to be on the national team. Did you get to bang any of her friends? (laughs) No, God, she wouldn't let that happen, Billy. You know that. Anyways, listen, and your brother Rob, he's a very talented hockey player and musician. Isn't that right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, Rob was – Rob's four years older than me. He's, He's 35 years old. Um, drafted Yo, Rob, your old goat. <laughs> right, yeah, Rob, he's, uh, he was drafted 91st overall in the 2004 draft with Ovi. Awesome. Um, yeah, just uh, it was the Philadelphia Flyers' first draft pick. Uh, it was a little bit different back in the day when you could, you know, Rob used to crush people, but he wasn't the biggest fighter. He didn't like getting, you know, he wanted to stay on the ice. So he crushed sure. people and, uh, you know, he went to UMaine, had a great career at UMaine and, uh, Played seven years pro after that, two years in the A, played a year in the EIHL in England for Nottingham, won a championship with Billy Ryan. Awesome, yeah. Shout out to Billy Ryan. Shout out to Billy Ryan. And then he came back and uh, played three years in the coast for the Jackals and then one year for uh, um, South Carolina Stingrays. Awesome. So, listen, it looks like here you got your start uh, – with the Cape Cod Bluefins, and uh, do you remember who your coach was and um, your GM and uh, your best friend? Yeah, Billy, yeah, Billy fucking Tibbetts. <laughs> Tibbs and Ada. Yeah, listen, you had a great year. Um, 
uh, I'll just talk a little bit about you if you don't mind right now. Um, Corey was very raw. Um, I, I believe I helped out Corey immensely. I was very hard on him. Um, uh, I gave it to him honestly. Um, you know, he was taking a bad penalty every game. And um, I, was, I, I was friends with him, so I was kind of treading lightly. And, um, you know, the one day I was giving a speech to the boys and, and you interrupted me and I, and, and, I, and I kind of put you in your place a little bit. I think from that day on, you really grew as a man and as a player. Uh, can you tell us about that day? Yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. What We were up in uh, Maine, right? We were in, uh, playing in Maine against Danbury, correct? Yeah, Lewiston, Maine. Yeah, we were in Lewiston. I guess like there was a team trying to go in the Fedsy up there. And uh, Billy, we were on like a three-game road trip, about to play three teams in three different towns. And yeah, uh, fucking Billy had the squad was going out. And I just, you know, I, I gave uh, Billy some lip in the locker room before the game. And he didn't <laughs> like it too much. But no, it, it honestly like, uh, you know, you, you were, you've been there, you played in the NHL. I hadn't obviously. And uh, yeah, you put me in my place a little bit, but it, you know, it's nice to have things like that and be able to, it, but our, for our friendship grew because of that. So. Yeah. I, I really, uh, I think you responded so good to it. Um, you know, um, I just, I, I, I just, I put it on you and uh, you, you, you really accepted uh, the responsibility as our tough guy and uh, as our leader Um and, um, and, and I always appreciated that you didn't uh, come back at me. You took it like a man. And um, anyways, listen, uh, you grew a lot that year. Uh, there were two or three guys uh, on that team uh, who went on to play some, uh, some pretty serious hockey, Maddie Harrington and yeah. um, Jonesy. I think you lived with Jonesy. And uh, maybe you lived with Maddie, too. Did you live with Maddie? Uh, you know who I lived with was uh, David Lund. Yep, great kid. I remember Lunner? Yeah, yeah great I lived kid. with Lunner. Uh... It was like it was like a bunch of guys. You know how it was. Like yeah. when uh, new new just got that apartment for the boys. Like yeah. we're, I was really living with like uh, um, Casarero. Yeah, and AJ Scanlon and Scanlon. Shout out to AJ Tessarero and Scanlon. AJ, fuck it. You were hard on AJ. That made him a better player. You were real hard on AJ. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. But I, I'll never forget that same road trip we were talking about. We we did a dynamic up in Thousand Islands, and fucking you had us in the in the pool room doing a dynamic at like nine a.m. instead of having a pregame skate, and the boys were sweating it out. Yep, that's right. I remember we went into the pool area where we were remember, standing. and AJ AJ was fucking dogging it. Yep, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, you were I was, giving it to AJ. Yeah, you know, I, I, he he was very talented hockey player. He just needed to uh, buckle down with um, the physicalness of the whole situation that you're yeah. involved in there. Sorry, you're breaking up there, bud. And move his feet. Yep, yep. Try not to move around so much, kiddo. Hey, listen, I want to want I want to. You had 31 games played. You had 13 points, and you had 159 pims in the Fed. All right, so that got you a stepping stone there. Then you yep. signed with the Elmira Jackals of the East Coast Hockey League. Uh, can you tell us about that first experience being in Double A now, coming out of Becker College? I mean, you're living your I, dream now. You're getting paid to play hockey. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was honestly a crazy, crazy transition that I made from Cape Cod playing. What is what was it you said? I played 14 games or something like that. Like, no, you played 31 games. Yeah, well, I played. Oh yeah, I played 31 games and then got called up and I was and I was uh fucking. 
playing in double A after taking a year off because I, I stopped playing at Becker, took a year off, and then I got my opportunity with the Cape Cod Bluefins. Then, you know, 31 games go by, I get called up to double A, and I'm playing with Craig Reve sitting next to him in the locker room, like a bunch of guys that, you know, played in the NHL or got drafted in the NHL high. And, you know, it was a crazy feeling. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, you awesome. know did you have any, you know, did you have any good, did you, did you find that the fighters were tougher uh, from the fed or, or the coast to the fed or that they, they had better balance or they could throw harder or. Yeah. I mean, what I would say is you're, you're going to fight better fighters as you go up, obviously, but when you're playing in the lower leagues, like the Fedsy, like the SP, kids are fucking trying to get to that next level. So those fights aren't easy. No, they're and hungry. That, you know, they're not easy. Yeah. No fight's easy. If you're going to a fight thinking it's easy, they, hey, you're not going to last too fucking long. That's right. That's right. I like that one, Corey. Right? Listen, so, so, so what's, what's the next step now? You're in the East Coast Hockey League. Do you say to yourself, I can get to the American League, or did you feel like you were overmatched physically, or – did you feel like you, your skills were, were progressing enough where you could do that? Um, I'll say this. I, didn't, I, I would say I didn't have the coach that made, made it possible for me my uh, second year. With Dwight, uh, Dwight was the uh, coach of uh, the Elmire Jackals my second year. Corey, God, they, Corey, Corey, look into the camera. Come on, look at me and, and talk to me. I'm sorry, baby. Okay, buddy. I, uh, I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean that. No, uh, but... Uh, so Dwight Mullen was the coach my second year, and I'll never forget this moment. You know, we're, we're like we're doing our thing. No one, no one was fighting me in the coast. Uh, no, no, you're an animal. My second year, they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" You know how it is when you go to that next level. All the I didn't know guys. how tough you were until I saw you fight, and I was like, "Oh well, you know, look who he's fighting." And then I saw you fight again, and again, and again, and again, right. and you kept kicking the shit out of everybody. You have one of the most powerful overhand rights I've ever seen. Did you no, take I, any boxing when you were a kid, or did you just know how to fight? No, I'm, I just – I remember uh, just taking it with my brother, you know? Like, fucking – we were always fucking around and on trampolines and just, you know, playing football, tackle football. Or, you know, if you're playing street hockey, anything near the grass is a full hit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how I got tough. Yeah, you know, and that's how my sister got tough, and that's how my brother got tough. Like, you know, when you're near the grass or sidewalk, anything goes. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I said that the other day about uh, I was with Sean Cody one time, and he came over to play street hockey. And, uh, oh, I asked him, hey, play some, you know, and I checked him. And then uh, he pushed me back, and I popped him in the nose, and I was like 12 years old. And I got a little blood from his nose, and then I was like, yeah. Sean Cody. That's what it's about, though. You, yeah, you you remember those moments, and it felt, you're like, yeah, I'm I can do this. And then you go to the next year. I can do this. I can go to that next level. And, you know, when you get a snowball, I, I, took, a, I took a fucking crazy route to where I did in the East Coast League. But, I mean, I made it happen. You know, everyone was always shitting on me, saying, oh, Corey's living in the shadow. Robin Casey went to UNH in Maine, and I went to D3. I could give a fuck about what anybody said, and I got myself there, so. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking super proud to be your friend, and and, and, and um, I'm super proud of you. And you just gave me chills. Listen, so you're uh you're up and down now. You're from the coast. You're going back to the Fed. You're going to the SP. You make it back to the coast with Omira, and then you finish up in Huntsville. Um, what's your favorite place you ever played? I mean, I, the year that I fucking 
I mean, I loved Elmira, but the best place I played was Huntsville. I mean, I, I could never – there was between three and 9,000 fans at any game in Huntsville, and it was like no other. You're in Huntsville, Alabama, and there's six 6,000 fans in the stands, and I get to start the game, and I fucking bundle someone and get to drop the gloves at the beginning <laughs> of the game, and they're yelling, Bally, Bally, and it's like, you know – it's a crazy feeling and you know goal I guess goal scorers can feel it a little bit but being in small towns in a southern you know in the south even up in New York when I played there being able to fight and you get two shifts to three shifts a game and people are chanting your fucking name and their goal scorers out there most of the game and you don't hear a fucking peep about his name no you you know what uh it's funny because um the people that make it out of the lesser leagues are the other are other are tough players right uh, right not you're not, so you're much not gonna this... go... sorry no no i'm sorry no but you're not gonna make it out of those lesser leagues fucking going to score 30 30 goals in the fezzy or 25 in the sp every time you go up and then you you would go to the a and score eight goals a season like you're you're, you're staying in the fezzy for a reason yeah but if you haven't uh if you haven't figured that one out i mean look at the list of players that have made it from the east coast hockey league into the nhl not very oh, many wow. skill guys. Anyways, no. listen, I want to uh, I want to talk about the one year here, uh, your, your your best year. Uh, I believe um, you, you you were a call up or uh, or what? I, no, you were you were there. You started the year there, um, and um, you were in Huntsville. You only <laughs> you only had thirty eight games, right? But you had three hundred and two penalty minutes. How many majors did you have that year, you maniac? All of them. <laughs> so three hundred and two pims. 302 pims, so that's like, what, you have like, um, I don't know, 40 fights? Yeah, I, like, uh, I think it ended up being like 37 or something. Like, And then there was another year, because I, if you look on my hockey DB, there was another year before that where I played, the, the first year I played for the Blue Fins, or the second year I played for, uh, uh, what was it, the Privateers, and then I got called up to the SB to uh, Columbus. Yeah, you had 175 pims in 24 games, and then you got called up. And had another 120 pims yep. in 22 games, so that makes it uh 295 pims. Right, and uh, then the next year I did 300 and something. So I was buzzing those first two seasons, or you know those two seasons in a row right there. I when I transitioned to the SP, and then I played for Huntsville for those two years. I was fucking fighting anybody. Yeah, yeah, you were, and uh, you, were, and you were winning them all too. You were a very, very good fighter, Corey. I want to talk a little bit more now about uh, life after hockey. What's it been like transitioning from um, people, nine thousand people chanting your name, to now you got a, you got a newborn, you're living down the Cape. Um, tell us about life after hockey for Corey Bellamy. For me right now, I couldn't be any more happy. I'm, uh, I'm doing, awesome. I'm, putting, I'm putting septic systems in. Um, I'm doing excavation work, you know, the same guy, we do excavation, we do septics, we do pretty much anything that does like grade drainage, septics, all that. And, uh, it's just me, uh, my boss's name is Justin and his father, Norm, and we just fucking crush it every day together. Just three of us. And, you know, I, I couldn't be more happy. It's, you know, they're both awesome to work with. They're arguing. Everything always gets done no matter who does it. Uh, you know, everyone does something different, but kind of yeah, like being but, on a hockey team, right? You know, it's it's a team effort, and everybody's got to put their do their you know pull their own fucking weight. Listen, Corey, 
Before we wrap it up, I think we should talk about a couple stories we have uh, that are pretty yeah. funny. Um, uh, if anybody doesn't know about the Federal Hockey League, um, it was the Cape Cod Bluefins um, uh, and uh, like five other teams. And I believe one of the teams was uh, Aquasazni. Oh, did I, fuck. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, the Aquasazni Warriors. Okay. And so we, we're playing up there, uh, and, and it's in upstate New York? Yeah, Messina. We were playing at Messina because, like, not everybody on the team could go across the border, and not everybody on their team could. So we met in Messina. No, we played on a we played on a Indian reservation, I believe. Yeah, but well, they had to come off the res because, like, you know, it's it's like no man's land up there. Who knows where we were? Anyways, they have this guy right. I'm in an overcoat. I got a suit on. I walk oh, into God. this place. I'm like, what is going on? They got like. Um, they got, like, Indians, like, banging on drums. They got, like, headgear going. It was, like, slap shot like I've never seen, right? So, anyways, um, the boys are a little terrified because now they get all these meatballs. Um, and you go on the ice, and the guy's, like, 290 pounds, and he's got, like, a, a beer got like I got well, right now. Mike Stacy. Right? I Mike don't know, Stacey. but there was one guy, I was like, I never saw anything like it in my life. Like his pants couldn't get like up all the way because his gut was hanging. This oh, was like the, it was like the LNAH, and um, um, it, 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 and then they had these other, and then they we, you know, some of the guys knew about some of the guys, and you know, they were like legendary lunatics from the LNAH, and um, uh, hey, what's his name? Pierre Dagenet. Pierre Dagenet was on the team. Fucking a. There was a yep. kid named Pierre Coante Swamp. <laughs> like what the fuck are we doing up there exactly so anyways um you, you, they had we beat them all right so we, we we're up seven nothing in the first yeah. period and <laughs> all of a sudden um they mark come over fry. to our mark fry okay tell us tell the story go ahead mark mark fry luke fry's brother fucking hit some kid down in the corner from behind remember Yep, and he fucking bundled them from behind. And uh, during the game, there was another kid. Uh, fuck, uh, Pierre Dagenet came up to the bench, and the kid that I didn't want to fight the whole game was, uh, you know, Pierre Dagenet comes up to me. He goes, "Bellamy, you did not answer the bell and fight our tough guy." I go, "Pierre, I'm not fighting anybody up here. You got fucking fans throwing." Goddamn monkey wrenches. I, I looked in the fucking stands and there was a guy with a bow and arrow aimed at the back of my head the whole game. I was like, this guy got a fucking crossbow up there. Anyways, next thing you know, there's a melee on the ice. All right. Melee. Guys, are, guys are, are, they're coming over to our bench. All right. The kids on our team were terrified. I'm like, fuck this. Cause I said before the game, if anything happens, I got it. Don't worry, boys. All right, don't be scared. We'll be all right. So I jumped off the bench, and I'm fighting two guys at once. <laughs> and yeah. um, Mike and Stacey then, and DeChantelais. I don't know. But uh, anyways, and then after that, like, because they attacked us on it. They would come over to our bench and started swinging that stick at Legitimately, us. that was when Pierre Dagenet came over, and the kid speared me, the fucking scumbag. So I jumped off the bench. I fucking took two of them guys down. I'm headbutting dudes. I'm like breaking guys' fingers. Um, uh, yeah, I'm choking guys. I'm ripping guys' eyeballs out of their head. I'm going nuts out there. 
Rise yeah, um, fighting for gang. Uh, yeah. Scanlan. Oh, I don't even know. Fucking... These guys are such fucking nobodies. I'm like, oh my oh, god, yeah. this is. And then I was like, all right, boys, let's get the fuck out of here. And that's then that right. Was... That's right. We just left the ice. Yeah, we just left. It was first period, seven nothing. I was like, it's it, it was gonna Billy, be some... border border patrol came into the rink. Did they? Border patrol came into the rink because they heard about this and that. Remember the fans started coming down when you took us off the ice. I don't know. I just remember that guy. Oh, with I the, know. With the, I know. One and guy had a crossbow. The up. other guy had a hatchet, um, like one of those tomahawks. He had oh, tom was one guy had a tomahawk up in the stands, and he was like, Tibbets! And, and, and he'd like fake throw it at me. And I'm like, I turned to security. I'm like, can you get the tomahawk out of that guy's Yeah, stand? there's <laughs> drones flying over the ring. Yeah, the one guy had a bazooka. And <laughs> <laughs> fucking bazooka there was another guy had a pp7 a golden gun and then when the, we went outside the ia ied went off and the bus blew up yeah Remember we were that? trying to get the fuck out of dodge anyways listen Corey, you're the best i love you you're gonna be a friend of the show for a long time and i'm gonna have I you back on you. again soon and um Sorry for the scheduling conflicts today. It, it's it, and look at those blue. Thank you for finally looking in the camera. Your beautiful blue eyes. Oh, you like those? Oh yeah. Anyways, yeah, buddy, right, I love you, and uh, we'll talk again soon. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, we'll catch up. Um, I don't know uh, tomorrow or something. Yeah, let me know, Billy. Hey, good to see you. Cheers, brother. Corey Bellamy, legendary tough guy out of Massachusetts. The kid came from the bottom. He's a fucking Drake song. Not in Rob Bellamy's shadow anymore. Not in Casey, Casey Bellamy's shadow anymore. Nope. He's got his own fucking shadow now. Yeah, I am the shadow. Yes, you are. I love you, buddy, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, be easy, Billy. See you, buddy. Big time is showtime and action. Richard Scott, how are you, my good friend? Billy, how are you? <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> Great seeing you again, buddy. It's been too long. Glasses. It's been too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The eyes are going, bud. Too many punches to the head. <laughs> you never fought hey. once. No, I know. <laughs> I was fighting myself every day. Listen, Dickie. I love you, buddy. This is exciting. Good. Uh, listen, I want to talk a little bit right now about your dad. He, he just had a leg surgery. Is that right? He did, yeah. He just had his um, leg amputated. He had a bad thing that wasn't getting circulation to his foot. Did he have the gout? Nope, no gout, nothing. Um, it was just a bad day, and he stubbed his toe, and then it just went from there. But anyways, he's... So, Mr. Scott, I want to I let you know that um, um, you, Dickie touched my heart earlier when I said thank you uh, for, for coming on my show, and, and he mentioned about how you were excited for this, too, and, and um, I really, uh, yeah, I really, um, I really love your son, Richard, and um, he really pulled me under his wing when I came to Hartford, and... Uh, I would like to start to talk about who got you into hockey, Dickie Scott? My dad. Yeah? Well, how old were you? One. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> well, tell us about it then. Well, well, I feel like I was one, but it was about three, but I'd have to go out to the rink every day. Flood the rink till about three in the morning. Would you flood the rink, or would your dad do that for you? My, well, obviously, my dad would be there. The well, way. I don't know. You're skating at one. You're probably landscaping, too. No, I wasn't landscaping. <laughs> you closed. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, not landscaping. No, he, uh, no, he did. Uh, he made a huge rink for us. Lights. And he had an old fire truck that we flood the rink with. and Unbelievable. Yeah, Unbelievable. It was, it was crazy. And I just remember my mom yelling at him, like, it's three in the morning. Get these kids to bed. <laughs> you guys were out there skating or flooding it? No, oh, flooding the rink. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dickie. You were the one of the um, most memorable uh, people that I ever met in hockey, and um, yeah. top five favorite per favorite people I ever met in hockey. And uh, you were one tough customer. Um, you were uh, you're six. I'm gonna pull up your hockey DB if you don't mind. I just said Richard's oh, got hockey DB. No, no. Listen, you started here in Aurelia Terriers with the. Uh, um, Ontario. Ontario Provincial Junior Hockey League in 1994. Can you tell us about your first year playing that league? Because that's a hell of a league. You're a young kid, too, there. Yeah, well, I was like 14. And I yeah, was that's young. Man. Yeah. And so, uh, what, you're 14 years old in, in your, uh, your first yeah, year? Yeah, 21. That was a tough league back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You remember you know any of the guys? Oh, you remember any of the, uh, the – yeah, my junior Bruins team used to go up and play against uh, all those teams like St. Mike's yeah, and Wexford. We wearing, and, actually, my first year, we were wearing face masks. You'd have to do the face masks and do the whole production for this. Anyways, yeah. Do you remember was, your first fight in junior? Um, not really. No? You don't remember who it was or, or the team or anything like that? My first fight. Uh, my first, like, oh, in major junior, you mean? No, in, in the Orlando Pro Junior Provincial oh, Hockey League. Oh, uh, yeah. It was Orlando, it was, Ontario. <laughs> no, it, okay. It was against the Lindsay Muskies. Okay, okay. How'd you do? The name was uh, Stan. Did you know you could chuck him right away from growing up fighting or what? I don't know. I guess I, I kind of prided myself on being a good hockey player because I loved hockey and I was really yeah. good at it. But yeah, yeah. Was, actually, for some stupid reason, I was really good at fighting. So and yeah, you were in, you were. in a weird way, and I liked protecting people. I don't know. It's just you're a leader. That way, you're a leader, and I think you took on that role because of your size and, and your aggressiveness and uh, your fearlessness. You were the most. Uh, you're probably the most. You actually wanted to fight the other guys. There's a lot of guys out there that gone fights over these years. They didn't really want to fight. You know. Um, you know, you you kind of like uh, you were aggressive. You like you 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 were a fucking well, animal. Yeah, well, you're a fucking. All right, so I'm uh, <laughs> I'm in Wilkesbury, I'm in Hartford, right? I got like 500 people in the stands. They ended up having a brawl up in the stands. <laughs> the kids, all the kids I grew up with. Where in Hartford? In Hartford that night, <clears throat> Mike Motta was on your team. Uh, but anyways, let's talk about warm up. We went out there. I'm skating around in warm up. All of a sudden. Someone shoots a puck down our end. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, here we go. I started taking one time is down the other end. And, and they were going off the glass, like, as hard and as high as I could. I was like, no one's shooting pucks at us. And next thing you know, you guys are down that end shooting pucks this way. We're shooting pucks that way. You're at the red line. Who are you drawing with? Parsons? Mc who? No, no, Parsons. And Parsons had so much Vaseline all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a fucking loser that guy oh man anyways you beat the fuck out of parsons how many times i know a lot 
Anyways, listen, you're in the, you're in the, uh, you're in. The, <laughs> listen, the Charlotte Checkers, the Charlotte Checkers are your first professional hockey team. Charlotte Checkers, yeah. You played in the OHL. Shut up. You played in the OHL with the Oshawa Generals in 1988, 1999. You you went from the uh, Ontario Provincial uh, Junior Hockey League to the OHL. You were a great hockey player. Hey, were you looking for a scholarship and you didn't get one in that way? You went to the OHL? No. So, I just said I wanted a scholarship because that's what they told me to say. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, a lot of kids say that. But you wanted to play in the show. All I wanted along. to play in the show, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. But you're embarrassed to say that because nobody in the right mind thinks you can make it. Well, I mean, I was telling people in the prison yard that they were like, oh, what are you going to do, Tibbs? You're getting out to uno. They were like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to play in the NHL. They're like, this guy's fucking out of his mind. Right? No, 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 bud. <laughs> no, I was like, no, no, no. And then they go, uh, whatever. Anyways, next oh, thing no, you know. You're, you're, I think your story is actually even way better than mine. That's no, I, no, no, you're, you got, you're, the, you're funnier. So listen, um, you're with the Charlotte Checkers your first year pro. What are you making? 300, 400, 500? 35 grand a year. Yeah, that you I'm had a 30. What was your checks every two weeks or every week? What? Two grand every two weeks. Pretty and good. That was, like, that's, that's pretty that's good. That's pretty good to, to play in the East Coast Hockey League. And everything's free, right? Yeah, well, I mean, to play in the East Coast Hockey League and make a grand a week is like, you, you like, they wanted you. So you, you got 55 games. You only got, you only got six points, but you got 317 PIMS. You're a minus 13. Did you get the green jacket on that team? <laughs> oh, my God. Forgot it. 317 PIMS. Tell us about your first year pro with Charlotte. With Charlotte? Yeah. Well, I was about three weeks late, for, first of all, because I couldn't get over the border. What happened there? Well, the team didn't have my P1 ready or whatever. Anyways, my first game... I went and I, I fought, um, it was Greenville Growl, I think it was. Yep, yep, yep. Do you remember who it was he fought? I forget his name. He was a huge, huge guy. But I jumped knock him, him out? suckered him. You jumped yeah. him and suckered him? <laughs> well, it's the only way I could beat him. He's huge. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, because I'm, I'm terrified, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, I know, buddy. I know about being scared when to go fight. Like, this literally, movie. like, I was, like, so anxious. And anyways, like, yeah, and I, I broke the poor guy's jaw and he never played again. <laughs> and that's a true story. Did you story. hear this? Are you listening to this? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Who was it? Do you feel bad? Not one bit. <laughs> he shouldn't He shouldn't have laced him up. He shouldn't have tried to play against me. No, well, he he kind of came after me, and I was nervous as heck. And what so, do you mean he came after you? What, he looked at you? He looked at me. <laughs> That's enough. And I said, okay, I just turned my head, and I went, like, pretended I went in the other corner, and then I just skated back and knocked him out. Oh, funny, funny, funny. Well, it's time. It's like you got to do what you got to do. So at the end of that season, you got 317 PIMS in, like, 55 games. Are you looking for a major league contract now or what? Are you like, I'm on the map? No, I'm yeah. looking to go down. I know. So what What happened? Did you call your agent? Did you call? Like, I didn't call anybody. Glenn Sater called me and said, get this kid up here. Awesome. Awesome. So Charlotte, so Charlotte was Hartford's team? Charlotte was Hartford's affiliate, yeah. Okay, because they used to be with Boston. I was confused there. Sorry about that. 
No, that was Providence. No, 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 no. It went Providence, Charlotte, Boston, or vice versa. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know when. Um, I don't know when it changed, but Charlotte was always. Yeah. Uh, well, well, when I started, when did you start? Uh, ninety-four. In the East oh, Coast League. Oh, you're way before me then. I'm four years know. older than you, and I turned pro uh, when I was like uh, nineteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't well, want to live was, with. I, I, I had enough of living with fucking other people's families, billets. I'm nineteen years old. I'm like. I gotta live on my own. Does Anyways, talk in Boston. <laughs> so listen, the one day I remember. So we made friends the day uh, I showed up in Hartford late, and I'm doing. I used to hang um, a towel from the the the, uh, the, the rafters, and, and and I'd be hanging onto two towels and doing pull-ups. Pull and ups. you were like, "That's smart. Like, yeah, that's great. You can grab like that helps with the jersey." And I'm like, "Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. that." Yeah, you I were very impressed by And I'm like, let me try that. It was so hard. <laughs> I was doing sets of 20, and fucking guys guys couldn't even do one because no, they couldn't no, hang on to the towel. You're like, you're like, Dickie, you got to get in on this. And I'm like, teach me. And then I started doing it. And then, and then you took me to Nordstrom's after we bought like a $1,500 suit. That's right. That's right. Yeah, man. Um, I remember that. I remember that day specifically. Yeah. And, um, I also remember I had like, uh, I bought some steroids off somebody and I was going to do them and I had never done steroids before. And um, you were like, what the hell are those? And I was like, steroids. And you're like, really? <laughs> you're like, you think I should do some? I was like, you're 6'3", 220, no. And you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, you, you know, you know best. And then um, I think we went and had some beers after that. You were like, what are you going to do with those? I'm like, I'm going to sell them. <laughs> And I ended up selling them to one of the guys on our team. I forget which guy, but uh, a bunch I of them, like exactly. you were like you were like you should try to sell them to so and so. You told me. I think you sold them to the kid. <laughs> I told you that. I probably took them. No, I don't think you did. I think you wanted to. I said no. I don't think it's you know good for your knee. Anyway. You had a bad knee at the time, and and you were like, "Will it help my knee get better?" And I'm like, "No, they'll actually make it get worse." So I talked you out of it. That's what happened. Anyways, hey, um, Jackie, can you grab me a brewski and a, and a nip, please? So listen, you're in um, Charlotte. So hey, I want to talk to you about something. Go ahead. Why was Sean Avery on before me? Sean Avery isn't on before you, so you're mistaken. He, your producer, Jack Off, said he was on before me. Oh, Jackie, he just called you Jack Off. That's fucking bullshit. Jackie can throw him. <laughs> <laughs> You know he goes, his name is Dick, so figure it out. <laughs> Actually, I love Jack. Oh, isn't he the best? Hey, Jackie, get on camera. Uh, he's a good a guy when he's sleeping. Hey, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> love this kid. Yeah, this kid really, uh, he really saved me. Uh, so you grew up with Jack? Now I'm interviewing you. All right, go ahead. All right. Yeah, you don't, um, have, you don't have it. You don't have it. I got it. You don't got shit. Oh, I see. <laughs> So listen, you're in Charlotte. You're in the East Coast League. Are yeah. you calling home saying to your dad, "Yeah, hey, listen, it's Every cool. day. okay, good, good. Yeah, me, same with me. My dad Every was my day, best. Buddy. I know I, so, how tight you are with your dad. So tell us about that relationship. With what? With your dad like, and like, is he giving oh you advice? I, I literally, I still like. I'm over there three times a day. I'm fortunate enough to live right beside them. Yeah, awesome. So man. I'm over there. I know it's it's, but it's a blessing. I, it really is. And and I, I, 
even when I was in Charlotte, whatever, when I went away in Oshawa and all that, I was still calling them like three or four times a day. And you can you can call them and they'll test You know what? I, I have a very similar relationship with my dad and um and my mom and um yeah. and you're blessed to have that, Dickie. I want you to know that. Yeah. So listen, you're you're now you're you're getting up to the Glenn Taylor says pull this kid out of Charlotte, like get, let's get him. You didn't even have to try out, you got a, just a deal. Yeah. What was your deal? Do you remember? My, well, no, my deal was right out of, um, well, do you want to hear the real story? Yeah. It was right out of Oshawa when I, in the OHL. And I went in the dressing room and I, <laughs> I fought the tough guy. And I, on the other team's dressing room? Yeah, the Barry Colts. Hold on. <laughs> this deserves a, a restart. Yeah, okay. it does. It does. <laughs> Did you see the Rob Friend interview? This is just like it. This is amazing. Big time is showtime. Let's go. Let's go. Well, no, I'm not bragging, but this is the truth. Oh, now you are, and I love it. <laughs> you can go. Anyways, I was like, oh, sure. I will Google it. We were down 3 nothing, and we were playing Barry Colts, and my coach said, he's like, I, he was so pissed off after the game. He's like, I don't care if somebody goes into the dressing room and fights that guy because he knocked our little 15-year-old out. Took his butt. With the cross-check? Yeah. Joel LaRue was his name. Okay. Anyways. Fuck him. My buddy, Brandon Coulter. Yep, I know him. Good, good guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's one great of my good friends. Shout out to Brandon Coulter. I love you, buddy. Shout out. And Gary Coulter. And Gary. Gary, he played for Golden Seals, California. Yep. yep. Yep, I know. Anyways, um, he said, I, I, he, cause we were down 3 nothing. He's like, I don't care if you go in the dressing room and fight somebody. And he gave you the green light to go fuck them up. Well, I know, but he was just kidding. And, but, but my buddy Brandon, he just looked at me and he's like, you won't go in the dressing room. Because I was already suspended. So I went in off the bus and I went right in the dressing room. I just cleared all the sticks out of the way and I hung the tough guy, Barnes, on the board. When they were, you know, when the team comes in, they're like, oh, just getting ready, looking at the stats and all that. This is before the game? Before the game. What? Are you kidding me? Yes. Oh my God. Well, the only reason I'm telling you this is because statute limitations. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I just told the story about... Well, I told David in. Branch I never was in that room. I'm dead serious, so I hope he's not listening, but I hope the owner of Oshawa is, because he said he would pay my lawyer fees, but my dad had to. Oh, yeah, so he owes him some I'm fucking... Serious. Hey, I'm Oshawa General's on a... Get off your fucking pocketbook, you bitch! Exactly. Fuck him. Well, what a scumbag. Anyway, so I hung him and then Jefferson and Keith they were coming in. They were coming in with that. I don't want to say it, but okay. Well, well, if you're nervous to say, it, let's not do it. I mean, no, no, gonna... no. They were coming okay. in with their agent, David. Okay. You know who his agent. Yep. Anyways, and I grabbed. They were walking in with a bundle of sticks on each arm, and I grabbed them. I started hitting them in front of. <laughs> Not really crazy, crazy. I know this story, so I'm just like ahead of you on no, this. I keep bad. waiting for you to get to the end of it. I was just, I was, like, I felt so bad for my poor, like, I'm sticking up for my teammate. 
<laughs> How do you feel if you're have like if you're 20 and you have a 15 year old kid get his teeth knocked out and you see his mother and father in the stands bawling their eyes out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a violent sport, and um, if you're not ready, sport. If you're like it is, but if you're an idiot, you have to have somebody to stick up for you. You know, it was a lot different back then. Imagine today, Dicky, you'd be probably getting a prison sentence for Christ's sake. It's crazy. Anyways, let's move on from that story. Um, I guess right there, you kind of you kind of showed everybody you're all in. You're 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 a stand up guy. You're a solid guy. You're the type of guy you want to go to war with. And um, I said top five guys. Um, I said to my buddy earlier, I don't know if I said this to you, but um, top five guys that I want in my foxhole. Jason McDonald, Dickie Scott. Jason Kevin McDonald. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the best. <laughs> He's hilarious. Frenchie, Merry shout Christmas. out to Jason McDonald. Hey, Jason, Merry Christmas. <laughs> 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 so you're in Hartford now. Yeah. Tell us about your experience in the American Hockey League. I know you got – I actually reached out to Steph Chernovsky to, to come on the yeah. show. I know you made very good friends with him. Uh, tell us about your experience being in the American Hockey League and uh, or living your dream now. You, now you won, you're a snip away from the NHL, so tell us about that. American Hockey League was uh, – it was pretty overwhelming, actually. It was a gong show. <laughs> well, it – it's like the East Coast League is one thing, but the American Hockey League is one. Like, it's pretty much the NHL. Yeah. Like, you're playing against NHL players. Pretty much. How did you feel, like, skill-wise? You're skating, your hands. Did you feel like you, you could play every day in the NHL? Oh, yeah. I felt amazing, yeah. Yeah. You were fast as fuck, and you could hit like a truck, man. And um, no, I, not... I wasn't intimidated one bit. No, no. You were intimidating everybody else, Dickie. You really were. No, 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 no. Yeah, you were. Me, you were a scary guy to play against, Dickie. I'm going to tell you, man. I mean, you. I mean, I think you might have speared someone that night uh, in warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just didn't want to say it, but, you know, and um, I think no, so, I, I had to match your nuttiness. You were like the head nutty guy on that team. I was like the head nutty guy on this team. And then um, once you guys, I think you were the one that shot a puck down around, and I was like, fuck this I guy. I, <laughs> I was literally taking slap shots at people's faces. <laughs> well, I was it was taking, fucking nuts. I that was, was the craziest <laughs> Night of hockey I've ever had. Craziest <laughs> ever. I remember Ken Jernander, like, he's like, listen, Dick, this is the pros. You don't act like this. I'm like, okay. Well, but I didn't know how to act because I was so intimidated. Fuck Ken Jernander. That's fucking weak to tell you that. Shut the fuck up. Well, that guy never had a fucking fist fight in his life. He's a good guy and a good hockey player, but he never fought anyone. No, he's a good guy when he's sleeping, but... Yeah, exactly. He sucks. Oh, I love Ken. Fuck him. I, no, I love him. He, what are you no, talking he, about, he dude? He, he's he's going to tell you not to act. How, you, you're a fucking grown man. You're out there protecting him, and he's telling you don't act like that? What is this, a fucking prom? Well, I don't think it's too bad when I'm shooting pucks at eye level. Well, did, that's hey, not, hey. That, that's not a way to act in pro. <laughs> What are you talking about, dude? Have you not followed the NHL throughout the – there was guys – I remember I was in the um, – playing yeah, for the Rangers, and the guy, Teddy, Teddy Green, was doing yoga every day. 
And I'm like, and he was an unbelievable guy. And he told me a story about how someone hit him in the head, come up behind him and fucking play. Like, come on. You're just shooting pucks down the other end. No, shout out to Kenny Ginianda. Whatever. Fucking see Anyway, I'd love, no, Kenny was. You want to be politically correct on my show? Go ahead. No, well, I don't want to. No, Kenny was a great captain. Well, how so? Why? Exactly. Well, he... See you later. Anyways, you're up in the New York Rangers now. Now you're fighting all the tough guys, all the heavyweights. Eric Kahn's. Eric, who, tell us the list of guys you fought. Oh, where do I start? I start with Kahn's. Start. Jesse Polaris was one of the toughest ones. Yes, he doesn't get a lot Remember of respect. I fought three times, and then was, uh, uh, who's the other guy, the, the big fridge? Yeah, he's, he was not tough at all. No, <laughs> no, the guy. The guy Fedoric. 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 Yeah, he used to get knocked out on a regular Boy, basis. Fedoric, I, I forgot your name, but. Yeah, no, because he was a nobody. He was a nobody. I killed him. I no, did too. No, <laughs> I did too. I fucking kicked the shit out of him. Anyways, who's the toughest guy you ever fought in the NHL? The toughest guy I ever fought was besides yourself. Polaris. Yeah, he was. He gave Jason a big beating. <laughs> I watched it a couple well, it, of times. Polaris was scary. Oh, was he really? He was that he, scary, he didn't, huh? He didn't stop. Because he was a good athlete too. He could really. Yeah. Oh, no, you could tell. Like he just like. He was a good, he yeah. Stuff. Like, no, he was scary. He was an incredible skater. He's an American kid. You know, he, he was like, I don't want to say like myself. I don't want to put him. No, you're scary. You're scary. You're fucking oh, scary. Dickie very... Scott, stop being so fucking humble. This is an interview. Be real. Be yourself. You were a fucking killer. Come on, dude. Come on. This is like when we were working out. Grab the fucking towels and hang on to them. What do you got for me? Be real. Be Dicky, the fucking stud. Well, I'm soft now. I go to church. I'm the director of Forest Home United Church. Really? That's awesome. That is, yes, it's a true statement. And all glory and praise go to I big man upstairs. The Lord? No. <laughs> but I am. But anyway, I didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad's listening. So, anyways, Bud. Go. Yes. Tell us about Polaris how tough was, you were. You were the, one of the toughest guys I ever played with, and that's why you're on the show. And you're like, oh, no, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. You were a killer, dude. You were instilled fear in everyone because you had all offense. You had no regard for personal safety. I've never seen anyone open up and just chuck them, chuck them. Tell us about well, chucking them. So somebody's got to go down. Yeah, yeah. And oh, let's absolutely. not – Let's Who's not uh, – What? Who's honking at you? No, my, my producer, he grabs someone out of his car. He's, he's locking it. Hey, so. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, anyway. Listen, no, tell uh, us about your first year with the fucking Hartford Wolfpack. You're getting called up. My first year with the Hartford Wolfpack, that I, I, I think you can look it up, but I, I think um, I was. I, well, I know I was. I was second in penalty minutes. I know you were, Dickie. Yeah. Tell us about uh, who, who, uh, who was first? Bonvi. I think so. That Did you fight Bonvi? I fought Bonvi many times. He and went you pumped him, didn't you? The bus, like a little... Say that one more time. He went crying back on the bus. 
Yeah, he was a coward. I tried to fight him off the ice in the locker room because he was bullying me for like the first three months of my first oh, year. He was like such a good guy. Yeah, he's, no, like, he's not. Dancing around like he thinks like I yeah, guy's a joke. He's a joke. Thank you for being real now. Thanks. This is the Dicky. This is so uh, now okay. the interview's starting well, to get. Hey, Dicky, we've done this fucking. We're not dancing around fucking life here now. We're gonna tell the truth. This is the real hockey show. This ain't spitting bitches. Listen, next thing you know, you're in the New York Rangers. You're in Madison Square Garden. Tell us about the first game you ever played in the NHL. And first how game fucking was against Tampa Bay. Who's the Who was the tough guy uh, for Tampa Bay? Well, I mean, they had a bunch of them. I mean, Dingman. Oh, no, 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 it was a Chris Dingman. Dingman. Thank you. I don't know my hockey. I don't know shit about hockey. No, no, no. Dingman. Chris Dingman, his name. I even, fucking said it already. His name even pisses me off. I went to hit him, and he died, and then he jumped me, and then he just went like this, and I'm like, Fuck. yeah, Christoph Olawa hated that guy for some reason too. I think Christoph Olawa could eat seven meals at Rico's in Hartford, Westchester. Son. Say that one more time. Christoph Olawa. Yep. He could eat seven dinners at Rico in West Hartford. What does that for mean? What does that mean? What, he was like huge? You know how big he is. He's like, big guy, I'm going to have another one. Yeah, because he, he's on steroids. He's 6'5", 235. No, the guy, well, first of all, the guy, he's huge. Yeah, he's not that tough, though, bro. I fought him. I could kick the... No, no, I, I fucking fought him off the ice. I'll tell you about this, right? He was I'll my... Room. right now, he's not tough. No, he's not. He's not even close to tough. No, he's, he's not. He's being tough. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Some guys are just all show, no go. No, he's big and he is, like, they put him in that position. He is terrified of his own shadow. The only reason he ever did it is because he has nothing to lose. He's, like, coming from Poland. He's in the American League. He's fucking marrying fucking this girl who the whole team's fucking. It's crazy, bro. He's a maggot. Anyways, oh, I think he, he's he, divorced he from her now. She fleeced him for, like, millions. Anyways. Anyways, fuck that anyway. dude. He's a maggot. So this is the real hockey show. This is real hockey talk. Christoph Olawa come back at 5 in the morning. He's my line mate. We got practice at 10.30 or whatever. And I'm like, hey, dude, get off the phone. I'm sleeping. He's trying to call hookers. And then he's, like, calling me fucking out and, like, talking shit to me. And I'm sleeping. And I'm like, uh-oh. I'm like, this ain't good. You don't want to get me in the morning. Anyways, I pack my shit. And I fucking said, hey, uh, you're going to fight me or not? You need another beer? Grab one. Another beer? Are you drinking beers? No, I'm drinking not beers. Drinking beer. I'm drinking beers. So listen, the yeah, next thing you know. I'm not in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not drinking beer. I'm not a scumbag. Like, come here. Here's my, here's my lovely buddy. This is Bob. This is Bob the dog. Oh, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Hey, this Bobby. Is actually, this is actually my lovely You want to say hi? Say hi. <laughs> hello. This is here. my agent. Hello, gentlemen. Here I am refreshing him with I knew he needed another beer, sir. That's uh, it. Yeah. Hey, can you tell us your name? And you're, you're a hockey agent. Can you tell us about yourself? <laughs> this no, is I, Donald. I, I'm, I'm very shy and uh, sworn to secrecy with Rich. Dickie, tell us his name, and if any young kids need an agent. Well, I, I, legally, I can't do that. See, I, I'm, I'm sworn to Canadian secrecy. 
they're building a wall to keep me out. <laughs> oh, they didn't do it. They should have did that 20 years ago. <laughs> hey, so listen, Dick. Do you remember when I fought Bonby? Yes. I speared the goalie because yes. we were losing. I yes, because no, he we didn't want anything to do with you, trust me. No. Well, I tried to fight him all game, but then we were losing 3-1, so I said, and the goalie hit me, and I punched the goalie in the face, then speared him. <laughs> and then Listen, and when then you the were ref, losing... The ref, the, ref the, the goalie lost it. Who was it? I forget. I don't know the goalie's name. Rich Perrette? I, I have no idea. But anyway, then Bonby's like, because I was trying to fight him all game because we were losing, right? Oh, I know. I was there. And then he's like, fine, well, let's go. And then I just demolished him. He apparently went on the bus and just lost it. I know. He broke one of the windows on the bus having a temper tantrum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's throwing shit around. He threw a fucking beer bottle or something through the window. He's a oh, fucking... Yeah, well, that's what uh, the, <laughs> one of my trainers said. The guy's fucking losing it. Yeah, yeah, he was a real fucking megalomaniac. Anyways, when I met you, Dickie, I was like, it, I was, I, I mean, I, I just was in awe. I was in the, 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 the fucking, because I had already, so we didn't get it out to Hartford very often. You were in the Eastern Conference, um, and I was looking forward to playing against Mikey Motto because I grew up playing with his brother, Rob. He showed up to the models. He must have grown up with Motsy. Yeah, his older brother was uh, a year older than me, and I, but I played up a year, so I played on his team in well, his the South Shore, with the South Shore Kings. Contract or something. South Shore Kings, yeah. He's a, he's a, yeah. a fireman now, I believe. He's a well, head Motsy, fire, I think he's the head fireman in Avon, Massachusetts. Okay, because Motsy said he's like, you got to have me down to the Boston game. He'd take his big dump truck down. Tailgate in the back. Yeah, yeah. Yo, well, Mots is like, um, Mots is a real social guy, and he's a, he's a, oh, he's, I love a him. Yeah. he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart, yeah, and he's a, what a hockey player, too. And uh, tough as nails, and uh, played for a long time, and um, very underrated hockey player, Motsy. Mike Motto. Very underrated. Very he's underrated. underrated. He's not tough as nails. Yeah. No, he's pretty tough. He's pretty tough as a player. He's not, uh, he's not like us, though, all right? I'm trying to pump the kid up. I like him. Uh, no, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> let's Motsy, move on. No, trust me. Motsy's one of the toughest kids I know. I remember going to. He's not like a fighter, Tom. No, I know, he, I know, I know. He'll fight. But he's, listen, listen, you shut up for a second. I, I fucking know Mike Motto. He's tough as nails. He's not a fighter, but he will fight you. And if he fights you, he might win. So you might not want to fight him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, 100%. I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about tough, like he's mentally tough. Yes, yes, he's, thank you. Thank you, thank you. He's mentally tough. I remember we were our first training camp, and he was the Kobe Baker winner. Yep. He got sent down first day of training camp. Back first in, day? Well, second day, I don't know, whatever. Well, they, they weren't keeping him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he, he was just like, I remember Bonby on his way down, and he had a, he had a driver, and he was just chugging beers. He's like, I, I'm, he's like, I'm so pet. I'm like, I don't. He's like, that's so stupid. He's such they a cool guy. Give, like, they didn't even give him a chance. He's but such I a cool guy. To do it. I don't know. 
He's such a cool guy. He's he's, he's the just, best guy in the world. Yeah, he really is. He really is. Um, I've um, I got a lot of respect for him. And um, oh, Lano and I, we hung out. We played guitar together all the time. I know. Well, that was the the team was very close. That Hotford team, but uh, it was kind of weird because um, when I got there, they everyone I was close with on that team they started trading. So Teddy Donato was there. Then they called him up there. Uh, then Mike Model, they traded him. And then Garrett Burnett, they traded him. And then, like, and then the next thing you know, like, you were the only friend I had, really. And Trippa. Trippa was a great kid. And uh, Jamie Lundmark was a nice kid. You were kid. my only friend. I, I was I, – you were my only friend, so. <laughs> when you got there, everybody was so terrified of you. And the, co the coach was even scared of me. Right? I know, and he treated me really poorly, and that was, like, one no, of the – No, that was horseshit. He wouldn't even let you warm up. Remember that first practice, and you were like, this is a warm-up drill? Yeah, he was a terrible coach. That was coach. Ryan McGill. I don't like him. It, no, it didn't. I hate the guy's guts. So how's that? I don't hate anybody, but I, I just really. Well, because you're fucking trying to be PC on 195 when you started out, but you were playing at like 215, right? Six three. I think you grew oh, another inch. Right the book. 205. Oh well, 205. No, right? You were heavier than that. You about 215, right? And anyways, I thought you were taller than six two. You look a lot taller. I think it's just your presence and your fearlessness. Um, I'm six. No, I've never been a six two and a half at least. Yeah, you're six I three, bro. I mean, it says six two here. I'm like, yeah, no, he's bigger than that. And it says one ninety five, and I know you're bigger than that. So, anyways, you're you, you're a decent looking guy. Uh, what happened? <laughs> anyways, listen. <laughs> I got oh, your big time show. <laughs> Look at him. He had hair. What? Uh, what's your favorite moment in hockey as a professional? First game in the NHL. Tell us about it. Boston. Getting what? Up. what? What? You didn't I call me, my first you fucking game. maggot. <laughs> I would have went. You. you can look it up. We were playing I would have went to the game. We were playing in Springfield, Mass., and then Don Maloney picks me up and said, you're going up. Maybe he and picked you up in a car? He picked me up in the car. We stopped in the um, McDonald's drive-thru because I was starving. He bought me a burger, and we checked into the Boston Hotel, and the next day we, I was playing Don Maloney. Tell us about that first time in the locker room in, in Boston Garden. In the locker room? Well, I was like – I never felt intimidated one bit. I was like, mess is like, hey, bud, you're finally getting here. And I'm like, yeah, what's going on? I never <laughs> felt like anything. It was what did you think about Messier? What was your first impression? Messier was probably one of the best people I've ever met. Really? He, unbelievable. He's like, really? He's like, Dickie. He's like, but, no, but he said to me once, I said, I go, I go, I'm nervous. Of course I'm nervous. But he's like, don't look at me like that. Oh, I'm just trying to think about well, like. No, I'm just getting nervous. My first game in the NHL. Anyways, I said, I go, like, do I perform the same way as I do in the HL or? What do you mean that? by that? Like, when do I fight? What do I do? And he's like, Messier is like, well, when that guy thinks he's being too, he's like, You'll know. And Sorry, like, say say that story again, Dickie, because it's a great story. Well, it is, because I said, I go, when do I, like, 
Look, I was nervous as hell, right? Sure, bud. And I said, when, like, when do I fight? Like, or what? Because or... I'm obviously there to fight. He's sure. like, you'll know. He's like, that some guy thinks he's feeling too safe. So keep him on the edge of their seats, the, the other yeah, team. And so the, uh, <laughs> he was feeling a little bit cocky. Who was it? I forget who it was. Nazarov? I don't think it was. I don't know hockey. I could name every player in the world. I could name every player. You could, no, you couldn't. You don't even know your own fucking name. You forgot your own name a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, What's your birthday? It was, it, was, uh, it was a game that we were winning. Anyways, and Messier, I go, I go, is he, you feel a little too comfortable? You said that to him? <laughs> you know, that's what I said to Mess. On the bench? And I go, I think he's feeling a little too comfortable. And Mess is like. Yeah, because yeah. he. Because he didn't touch anyone in the last 10 years well, of his no, life. No, no. It doesn't matter. Messier was... was a fucking letdown in my life. Whatever. Anyways, so that's your favorite moment. Now, what's your second favorite moment? Ending this interview? No. <laughs> Dude, you're coming <laughs> back on the show. <laughs> I hope. I didn't know you was like you could drink on the show. Yeah, dude, I smoke weed. I, I would do coke if I had some. <laughs> so what do you have? What do you got? <laughs> Up his nostrils. <laughs> no. He's that cutie, isn't he? Hey, Dickie Scott's the most charismatic, <laughs> funniest guy in the world. Well, I hope can, can you talk? Fly. Can you tell us your agent's name, please, so we can I, get the kids I, out there? I, you I, need I, to get a good agent. No, I guess you're going to keep them for yourself, huh? I know, I know. If you need a good agent, I'm looking for one too. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you guys are so tight. <laughs> I know a good tailor too that knows how to tie up his third button. What do you right. got? Hey, listen, I—that's my gut. It busted it open. <laughs> I've been drinking. I literally, since I got out of jail six months ago, four months ago. I've been drinking 20 drinks a night. Again? Oh, yeah, I did another bed. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm hot-headed. Yeah, I got eight years in now. No big deal. Hey, Any... hey remember, you're on air, eh? Oh, yeah. See my sign, bud? Let me see it. It says it's on air. Bring I've it up there. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Give me a look at this. Oh, yeah, you're fucking right, bud. <laughs> This is a real production here, <laughs> Dude, this is why I got the best show in the world. Listen, Dickie, will you come on my show again, please? Was this? Oh, hundred percent, it will. There you go. You guys All right. So, listen. Um, I want you to be a friend of the show. Um, yeah. you're not just gonna be a fill-in guy. Uh, I got some Corey Bellamy. But you, you had Avery and Stevens and all those guys on. Listen, no, I know. But you had Avery. Avery's a great kid, and so is Kevin Stevens. I love them guys. No, I love Kevin Stevens. I know. I love do. Avery. I too. know you do. I know you do, and they love you, Dicky. You like this with them? Why do you have Rich Pilon on? I don't know Rich Pilon. I don't really know. He <laughs> For the world who doesn't know about Richard Scott, go look up his fights. Look up his hockey DB, Richard Scott. He's a fucking animal. He's one of the toughest human beings I've ever met. One of the funniest guys I've ever met. One of the coolest guys I've ever met. I've never met many guys cooler than me, but he is cooler than me. I love you, Richard Scott, and thank you for coming on. And shout out to Mr. Scott, you born a legend. Richard Scott is a fucking living legend. Look him up, hockeydb.com. Dickie Scott, the animal.
Think he's got the savage. Think he's got the lion. I love you, Dickie. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Talk Thank you. Up. I think it went awesome. Let's go. Let's get it. Big time is showtime in action. Sean Avery, international sensation, international sex symbol, and international superstar, and my friend. Um, we met a long, long time ago. I'm going to give a little background about you, Sean. You're, uh, you're 40 years old. You are born in uh, April 10th, 1980. You're a left wing, left shot, uh, although you could play probably every position. You're 5'10", 195 when you played hockey. And uh, who got you into hockey, Sean Avery? Uh, well, my dad played. My dad played, uh, my dad played major junior for the Oshawa Generals, um, 1970 to 73. So I actually also played for the Toronto Marlies and, uh, they won the Quebec Pee Wee tournament. I'm not sure what year that was. He was born in 53. So that was probably 64 maybe. Anyways. So I, I would say my dad, you know, there was some genetics there but i'd get i'd say so sean <laughs> yeah i mean i'm a canadian kid everybody plays it at a certain point so when i played i started playing and then i i guess i i you know i had the bug but i was a goalie my first year get out of here i've never heard this yeah i played house league and i, I was a goalie and there wasn't enough action so uh <laughs> the next season my I dad to used to make me play goalie when the goalie didn't show up in my own in no goalie year I was literally in no goalie gear um, with Cooper Alls and everything. Like, I just, like, would be in net. Like, with my, my, my no goalie, no catcher. I actually, a couple times, he'd give me a um, – I'd have a blocker and a catcher. But it wasn't as good to be like that because then I couldn't play defense as well. What about right. your, your, your time as a goalie? Uh, it was house league. So, that was literally my first year of it any organized hockey i don't think i liked it uh, very much i'll send you a picture it's pretty funny i you know it was like no i, I wasn't into it but then, then the following season i went and tried out for the triple a team which was uh i was eight years old so that was the first year that you could play triple a as a forward and then i ended up ma making the team the kitchener uh kitchener Kitchener Bauer Krauts, I think, was the uh, was what the hell's that name? <laughs> we were sponsored by Bauer. We were. Uh, what what, we, what do you mean Krauts? Were you a bunch of German guys? Uh, Kitchener is like uh, Kitchener Waterloo, Ontario. It's a big sure. uh, yeah Oktoberfest. That's where like Oktoberfest originated in North America. Yeah, big German, uh, big German population there. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, my so, mother's maiden name is Wattendorf, actually, and um, but I only have very, very, if any, German in me. But I'm, I'm all Irish. Are you Irish, Sean, or uh, German? Uh, yeah, my uh, yeah, with a little bit of Italian. My dad's mother was Italian. Okay, I didn't know that. You got a little, you got a little Guinea in you. <laughs> a little Guinea, yeah. What does Christopher Walken say in? Uh, oh yeah, in, well, I know no, that's no, my favorite. <laughs> no, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, sure. Dennis the Moors. The Moors. Anyways, listen, Sean, you're getting drafted into the OHL. Your dad had a lot of genetically uh, gifted uh, traits to give to you. And, um, um, you know, I'm looking at your picture here, and um, you're all business in the picture. And when I played against you, you were all business, which is what uh, gained the most respect, which is why I looked you up in Manhattan Beach, because I can't be friends with soft guys. Anyways, no. you're, on, you're on the Thornhill Islanders. Uh, only for a game. What, what's that all about? Like, I, I didn't, I couldn't understand that. No, so I played midget, I played major midget in uh, Markham for the Markham Islanders. And then when the season was I thought was it was the Markham Waxers. 
that was the uh that was the so i don't know the, my hockey though right no, there was the GTHL, which was the Greater Toronto Hockey League, and then there was the OMHA. So both Markham, – Markham had a team in both leagues, the GTHL and the OMHA. So when I played Major Midget, I played for the Markham Islanders. When the season was over, the junior team called me up, which was a Tier 2 junior team, which was sure. a league but back then. It was a very good league. Uh, and I played the final game of the season, and then we played the playoffs. I played the playoffs with them, and that's how I ended up getting drafted. I wouldn't have got drafted probably as an underage, but um, the coach of the Owen Sound Platers saw me playing in one of those playoff games for the, for the Tier 2 team, and then they ended up drafting me. It doesn't right? have your playoff stats that year, Sean. It only has one regular season game with four pims. Would you butcher somebody? Uh no, and I wish it did have my playoff stats because I, like, fucking came in and lit it up as you. a 15-year-old, and that was a tough league back then. There were 20-year-olds yeah, surprised, in that Sean. League. You're a very gifted athlete. And, um, but, uh, yeah, and I forgot back then also, if you were drafted as an underage, you had to be drafted in the first three rounds, which is – I didn't know that that was true. No, I, I don't remember know that. Still, I don't no, know I remember that. Still. Yeah, they didn't want kids to just uh, give up their college and then just bust out right away. So you're in the OHL now. You get drafted. Uh, did you get drafted in the OHL? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I got drafted. That that was uh, John Neville, who was the coach of the Owen Sound Platers. Uh, he saw me play in the playoffs for, for Thornhill. I, I think we were playing Bramley, Bramley Blues. There was a guy, Tony Tersini. I don't know. There was a lot of old school, like, sick junior players back then. Sure, sure. So uh, John Neville sees me play. He's the coach for the Own Sound Platers. He drafts me. And when you get drafted as an underage, you're, you're automatically basically on the team. Like they, they pick you in the first three rounds. Yeah. You make the team. So, yeah, I moved to Own Sound when I was 16. I lived with uh, Dan What was Snyder. that like, Sean, leaving home? And where were you growing up um, up until then? I was in like Scarborough Pickering, which is a suburb of Toronto. Scarborough, so. Roy Gray, I believe, is from there. Do you know him? No. No. He was on my team with London. Okay. Yeah. Tough area. Uh, yeah, I think a it was tough, a tough town. Yeah, it's a tough town. Uh, so I moved to Owen Sound, and, you know, Owen Sound's got fucking, I don't know, there's like 7,000 people in the town. So Is it a, that small? Yeah, very small. I think it's one of the smallest. Uh, so everyone went to the games because when I was in London, and they had great crowds, at least four or yeah. 5,000. Yeah, I think like uh, 3,500, 3,800 that, that would go to the games. So I moved there. I lived with Dan Snyder. Uh, Dan Snyder. Wow, okay. So RIP Dan Snyder. If anybody doesn't Dan know Snyder. about Dan Snyder, he was the guy who um, unfortunately um, passed away. Um, he played for the Chicago Wolves. He played for the Atlanta Thrashers, and he was a super guy and uh, had a lot, of, uh, lo lot of love when he passed away. He uh, gained a lot of respect in a short time in his short life. So RIP to Dan Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. He was the captain uh, of the team. Also similar type guy. Didn't never got drafted. was a walk on Stratford, Ontario. Well, wait, you uh, were, you were not drafted, but you were like, uh, you had, uh, I believe one year you had like 86 points and Jason Spezza was like the leader. And like, I, I, I think you were right there with them. And, and to not get drafted like that just shows about, um, how people judge people early on in life about like what type of people they are and what type of teammate they are. When like, um, 
it's not like there's no brotherhood like people think. Like it, it's everybody's out for themselves. And and now you're a junior kid. You're having a great season. Um, you're putting up big numbers. And uh, you had like 105 pims your second year in the OHL. Your last year in the OHL now, you don't get drafted. You got 55 games. You got 84 points and 215 pims. And you don't get drafted. What are you saying to yourself, Sean? I mean, I, I think, uh, so. well, one, it, you know, the scouts back then were like, fucking dinosaurs they weren't you know scouts now fucking pedophiles but whatever anyways yeah so so um yeah i think i was leading the ohl in scoring at christmas and i were at a world junior invite but tell us about that did that crush you no i i i think i i realized at that point like the path that i was going that everyone was always going to say i was a bad guy because i was too intense why was and... it saying that to you sean because i hold on little background i read sean's book um can you tell me do you have two names of your book so can you tell us uh, about your book a little, little bit and then I'm, let me take it over yeah ice capades and offside it's the same book they just okay it, it is the same book i don't know why you changed names it kind of is confusing but maybe that's a uh a, 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 publishers publishers all right yeah they don't know what to do so anyways i read your book i couldn't put it down all right i was in jail i was in the hole uh i beat up some kid who's got a big website now and people came here the other day and were like bringing me booze and presents and stuff because i beat this kid up who's got some website what's the website i don't know josh abrams is his name but i'm not going to give him any more press than that because yeah yeah. i beat some kid up in jail and they loved it anyways um i read your book okay um, I read Theo Fleury's book. I've read everybody's book who put out a book. Okay. Um, your book was by far the best book I've ever read. Um, like out of all books, um, your story is unbelievable. Uh, maybe, um, I'm fucking, I will tell you if I thought you were a bad guy or no good and I wouldn't fucking want you on my show, but, um, people have the wrong idea about me. And I think people have the wrong idea about you in like, I watched someone like Bissonette bringing you around to Dave Portnoy and this and that. Fuck that shit, bro. You're the real deal. Uh, when I went by your place in Manhattan Beach, all right, I, I, I didn't have any friends in California. And I, didn't, I don't like meeting strangers as an NHL guy and hanging out. So I yeah. went by your house. I gave you a note. And you were so fucking nice to me. I was like, how could I not like this kid? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, I fuck. I well, first of all, I lived. I, I lived with a with a real beauty, a guy by the name of Brad Norton. I lived with Norty in Manhattan Beach, and well, I grew uh, up with playing hockey yeah, against. Yeah, yeah. Norty was a man. He was a real well, fucking. I played with Jeff in Pittsburgh, Sean. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was the only. He was out of the rink thirty seconds after practice. <laughs> yeah, Brad Norton's one of the best teammates i've ever had like and one of the toughest a, guys to play in the nhl probably ever he was tough he was tough he he, he wasn't as tough as he was big but he, he could have been tougher but he was just a, a real beauty um well when you're 510 195 and as tough as you are you bro- you bloodied up my nose you broke my nose when we fought no big deal he hit me with a jab but um the, you you start to think that way about these guys but they're just human they put their pants on one leg at a time like us sean yep yeah, no, I, I think uh, the, the the draft, like, the draft is all bullshit. The draft doesn't mean shit. But it's like the NFL. You see these guys. There's more guys that make the team on an NFL team every year that are walk-ons than the fucking draft picks do. And I see you it, doing the football now. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know shit about it. 
Yes, you do, anything. Sean. Come on, buddy. I mean, I don't, don't be really humble. Know. This is, is it, we're trying to sell tickets here. Don't be humble. I don't really know the, the game of football. I mean, I, I well, call me it. then and I'll help you out. I was a quarterback. Oh. Thanks. Situate. Yeah, I was a quarterback. I, I, I was telling the kid earlier today. Do you remember my stories when I was talking about, I played a team football. I was always the backup quarterback. And then one time I got a chance to play. They were like, I couldn't make the team at BC high. Cause all the kids were like 200 pounds. 220 pounds and I was um 93 pounds and what's BC um, high what's BC Boston high? College High School but it, it oh. is the best football program in the state so I was going to be the top hockey player in my class but I was never going to play football there um and I was the top baseball player anyways next thing you know um these people are fucking um like I uh, telling me Oh, we got this guy coming to practice today, and we got to run because we only had twelve kids. I come from a small town. We needed thirteen to have a full roster. So all of a sudden, this black kid shows up with a do rag, and he pulls up in a car. And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And he was twenty one. So the coach was like, "Oh, what is?" Actually, showed up in the car the third practice. The first two practices, he got dropped off. In the first practice, the kid ran over our guy, and I was like, "Whoa, this guy's legit." He was 5'7", 135, but he was 135 pounds. And he had already played high school football, and he was from the Lynn class, Lynn Mass, and Lynn Classical. But he moved all the way. This is before the internet, before anything. This guy moved from the North Shore to the South Shore and joined the Pee Wee Football League. And How was old was he? 21. And playing against 13- and 14-year-olds. That's the and truth. And how long did the charades, how long did he keep it going for? All right, so we went 8-0. Okay, we beat Weymouth, we beat Everett. Towns we would never beat if we didn't have this kid. Everett's the best football. Everett and Weymouth are two of the best in Massachusetts. Situate is division like five. So right. <laughs> next thing you know, we're in the Super Bowl. I'm like, this is unbelievable. So the kid like faked the hamstring injury because if we would would have went any further. Uh, they would have found out who yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we – Wow. Well, yeah, and then anyways, uh, he got caught because uh, – he was um, putting, like, um, uh, porn on the kid. That, so he stayed at my house one night, Sean. No, this is not a lie. He stayed, and he showed me pictures of him and his friends at their prom saying, this is my brother, Kelvin Bryant, who plays for the Redskins. He had us all believing that he was Tory Bryant, Kelvin Bryant's younger brother. He conned the whole town, and no one ever has ever told this story. And, Where is um, he now? He's dead. He got killed. Uh, he got murdered. Uh, he's from Lynn. His name was Tory Bryant. Uh, wow. oh, he said his name. Yeah, so then when they investigated the fact that he had um, ran up this uh, cable bill full of porn and uh, writing bad checks to people, stealing checks or whatever, because he was a hustler, a con artist. But yeah, his yeah. con was, I'm going to play peewee football. Pretty crazy, right? Wow. Who yeah, killed Canada's him? got a lot of store. Uh, no, no one knows. He, it's unsolved. A lot of unsolved wow. murder cases in this world because they don't want to solve them with guys like that. So listen, right. when you're in Canada, did you ever have any experiences like that? Guys like budging their birth certificate? No, I don't even think anyone would be that smart in Canada. Like uh, one thing about Canadians, they're very honest. Simple. I think, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you just do what you do and, uh, yeah, no, that would have been like a crazy, crazy, crazy story for me. You know, there were a lot of kids that you played with when you were 12 or 13 that were much more advanced. 
Do you uh, think they have fraudulent birth certificates? No, I, I just think that, you know, they, they just had a year late birthday and that makes a big difference when you're 12 or 13. But Yeah, absolutely. I have an October birthday. It was great for baseball and terrible for hockey. Right, right. So that, you know, it always, by the time you're 15, everyone's got a, uh, an equal playing field. And then, you know, by Unless the time you're... Unless they think you're a bad guy, Sean, and then you're done. Yeah, but the, the, even at that point... Uh, How did that come out? Because I read your book and I was like... I was, I, so I used to tell my guys, uh, my guys that, that wouldn't fall into line that I played with over the years, I would say, I will hurt you in practice. I'm going to hit you behind the leg. I'm going to break your ankle. I would tell kids, if you don't go fucking go in the forecheck or like, like start working harder, I'm going to fucking do something to you. I would, I would say that to guys. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, there's intense guys and there's intense guys that know how to control their intensity. Just because you don't know how to control your intensity doesn't make you a bad teammate. It just makes you, you know, uh, a guy that fucking some teams that that's a good thing. Some teams, they like that when you get you, what you realize is once you get to a higher level, that becomes sort of the norm. You hold each other accountable. Uh, exactly. But it is, a, you know, Thank there's you always this. That. There's always this like bullshit fucking, you know, play the game, all that nonsense, but it's all bullshit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. It is all bullshit because when the player, so you were like third line guy, fourth line guy, second line guy sometimes. And then when the fucking playoffs come, they're sitting people and putting you out there. That's how it goes. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't, uh, a lot of politics, but I think it's starting to, that's starting to rid itself in the game a little bit because, you know, guys that we played with, now they're running teams and they, they see through all the bullshit. Like, I'm not worried about, like, Steve Eisenman doesn't, he doesn't get conned, you know? He sees through the bullshit. He sees through, you know, the, the way it used to be, it was old, it was an old school's, old boys club. It, it's not like that anymore. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. And that's, um, in anyways, it, it costs uh, guys like you a lot of money. So anyways, you're in the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks. You didn't get drafted, but you signed as a free agent. I know Chris Draper is a mentor of yours, and he was also some guys. He was also a guy I looked up to. Uh, shout out to Chris Draper. You were an unbelievable hockey player, and you were all in. And that's what I really focus on is guys that are all in. Tell us about your relationship with Chris Draper, please. Yeah, I mean, I, I just got lucky. We were from the same town, and uh, okay. I, I, I ended up in the same gym as him. And then I think it, it was just a situation where um, I think he saw something in me that uh, he needed, which was Everybody somebody... Everybody does, Sean. He's just the one that spoke up. Well, I, I think he saw that... Same with all a... these directors and everything. You're going to be the biggest actor in Hollywood soon. I agree. I agree with you, Billy. But... <laughs> He, he saw something that I think like I was going to push him and he needed that. And it was just the perfect, there was a reason that we were brought together. It was God. We had a, yeah, the big man upstairs. We had a good, we had a good run and, you know, like having the ability to watch a guy like that and you soak up all the knowledge. What that, did you learn from him, Sean? I think you just see how much harder you have to work if you actually think you want to be a pro. Did he work harder than you? Uh, I think was he, he more disciplined? No, I mean, I, I think, I think. You've got great he, discipline, Sean, just from uh, watching you from afar. As far as hard as he worked, I tried to work as hard. Now he was much older than me. So, he, you know, he was just smarter, you know? So um, I, I would say that 
I worked as hard as I possibly could to, to make him work harder, and it was vice versa. You said something the other day that I listened to. I watch all your shit, and I'm a huge fan of yours, and I listen to all your shit. You said something the other day um, that really resonated with me, and uh, it was something that he taught you. And um, I was like, oh, man. I'm like, whatever. I could just picture it. Um, you guys at the, at the track and, 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 and just, you know, running is uh, like skating, but you're going you're gonna to push your hips out to the side a little bit at a three-quarter angle. Uh, can you tell us about the fact that I was in an – until I hurt my leg, I had a 4-3-40 uh, sprint time, and I had a five-minute mile. Can you tell us about your running? And I know you really enjoy the running now, and I want to hear about it a little bit. Yeah, I run every single day. Uh, I think That's why like, you look so good, Sean. I think running is the best. People get in the gym, they worry about like pumping weights. Like running is a fucking archaic. That was what the cavemen did. Like you can't get a better workout than running. So I run every single day. Do you know but that I, let, let me interrupt you right now. Uh, yep. Guys that used to go behind their neck to do presses and pull downs. Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. did you ever see a fucking caveman do anything behind their neck? And they'd always be pulling muscles and everything. Sorry about that to interrupt. No, me. no, that's a very, no, it's a very good point. Even like with the squats, like people would, or, or doing those fucking stupid cleans, Olympic cleans and all that shit. That stuff's so stupid. It doesn't do it. All you do is just break down the cartilage in your knee. It's terrible for you. You got to work smart, not dumb. Anyways, we used to run, uh, We'd run 400 meters, like quarter miles. That was our big thing. And we did it for 10 years. And, uh, you know, we just, we, we grinded our, our fucking runs. And Can you say that again? I'm sorry. I got the son of my, say that one more time, Sean, until the kids out there can hear you. We ran quarter miles. That was our big thing. We All right, so one time around the track. Yeah, one time around the track. But you I do fuck you, you know, up you, on that. <laughs> you do them as fast as, fast as you can. And, and it was like, uh, yeah, it was how we did it. So anyways, there was only a couple people in my life that um, uh, uh, Jason was like, oh, no, 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 um, he's the real deal. So I got the word on you before we played you. Um, you came to Wilkes-Barre, you were hurt that game or suspended. Were you suspended when you came probably, to wilkes Probably suspended because I don't think I ever got hurt in, uh, when, I was, when I was young, young. I don't think I got hurt. Yeah, no, I don't. I think probably you suspended. suspended. Well, you, the way you were running around the bar. <laughs> you weren't hurt anyways yeah. listen i want to tell you a little story like this guy comes by on your team cincinnati and he talks shit about you and, I, and then as soon as he walked away that dude was a clown he was a nobody and jason mcgonnell said to me he goes don't listen to that guy i know sean he's a great kid and uh tell us about um your experience with the cincinnati mighty ducks and uh did you know jason mcdonald when he told me that because i was like i mean yeah I was, well, well, yeah, I used to watch. I grew up in Coal Harbor, Nova Scotia, so I watched those guys play in the uh, in the Nova Scotia Junior League, which was like one of the best. Like when I was twelve or thirteen, sure. those those guys were playing in that league, and you've never seen junior hockey like those junior games, like fucking Anaganish and and playing Halifax. Like uh, there's some of the best hockey. I still remember. I still I wish I could watch some of those games on tape because it was like. It was amazing. And I remember Jason McDonald from that league. So, yeah. What was but amazing about it? Yeah, I think it was, uh, it was tough. Guys were fucking good players. It was before, you know, the internet. It was like real fucking fights, like fights in the stands. It was just a tough, tough league. 
a very good league, good players. And I think guys were making money too. They were getting paid. Yeah. Like, well, I went up to Andy Guinness, Nova Scotia, and I left the East Coast League at, as, as a 19-year-old. And I was making $375. And I was making, with bonuses, over $1,000 a week in Andy Ganesh. Right. John, when you turned pro, you went to the uh, – you you turned – I think Draper might have put in a word for you in the book. I think I forget about this. But um, you turned pro. You're with Detroit Red Wings. You're in your first training camp. And you make the fucking Red Wings right away? Or you're in Cincinnati? Tell us about that. No, I went to – I. So I went to my first camp undrafted. I signed a contract. I went back to junior for a year. I came back okay. the next year. I played since C for a year in the minors. And then the following year, I made the team. What did you think about your the, the AHL experience and Mike Babcock and um, uh, I loved Chris, him. I, Chris O'Sullivan? I loved and uh, also, I think you had a few other – Kunitz was maybe on your team. Um, but I, the only one I remember – on your team was you because um, I was first line center on Wilkes-Barre's Grand. I don't know if it was your job to get me off my game, but you did. Um, I was more con- I was more focused on beating the crap out of you than I was scoring goals. How were you at so effective as being? And you know what? If you would have got put in the role as a first line center, I think you would have succeeded there. But I think with the uh, the uh, personality traits that people think about people were against you, and I think that held you back. Uh, I know it held me back because then people were like, oh, he's a fighter. I'm like, I'm a fighter? What? Tell us about, like, um, like, no, like I, you I, – I think, I think playing for Babcock was great. I think he, uh, you know, he hadn't coached in the NHL yet, but he knew what it took to play in the NHL, weirdly enough, and he, he fucking worked us hard. He worked us hard. What about you, I, though, you and his relationship, Sean? Yeah, I mean, I always liked Babs. He he was crazy. He Any was instances where like it, it, like I got places where in Glenn Patrick he, said something to me and I was like, "Oh, he's right." No, he yeah, I remember he called me into his office one night and asked if I slashed his tires and I was like, "Dude." Yeah, tell us that story cuz in the book that's that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't I was like, "No, I didn't. I didn't slash your Why tires. would that, he think that? What type of relationship were you having with him at the time? No idea. And a, a great relationship. Like, I liked him. I, I did everything he said. He was uh, he was a little – he was, you know, he played, like, Paranoid. nine games. No, I think he just he, – he would press your buttons, like, in a way. I don't know. But I loved him as a coach. So, you're in Detroit. What do you get, yeah. your dog? Your dog? No, I got – no, no. Nash? Yeah, he's crying, but let's go. Want to take a minute? Want to take a minute? Because I got to pee. Can you take a minute? No, just ask me about Detroit. Let's go. All right, go. Detroit. No, you asked. With Stevie. All right, here we go. <laughs> You're with Stevie Eisenman, Brett Hull, Brendan Shanahan. Pa, uh, no, Datsuk wasn't there yet, no? Tell us who's there yeah, and what's Dat- going on in, in Detroit. Yeah, Datsuk was there. Datsuk was there. Uh, Did oh, you hit him a, at all? Because Kovalev was there. Kovalev couldn't was hit him. Oh, okay. So I used to hit Kovalev in practice and he used to get bullshit. No, you couldn't hit Datsuk. He'd fucking smoke you if you tried to hit him. Uh, he, he was a, he was like the with hardest. his stick or, or what? No, he just put his shoulder into you. Yeah, no, like, Kovalev wasn't like that. Yeah, no, Datsuk was a, was a, was tough. He was. Or tough. I I caught him with this. I mean, dude, I was tougher than Kovalev all day. So like, you're tougher than Datsuk. You don't think you could have ran him in practice and made a name? Uh, or they would have. They would have been bullshit with you. No, 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 Datsuk. You could not hit. Okay. Uh, any, any, I didn't no know that. Could, I've... No one could hit him. Yeah, he's he was, uh, yeah, he was yeah, unhittable. He's... 
Yeah, he's, he's not, unhittable. Who else is unhittable? Uh, Chris Chelios, unhittable. You couldn't hit him? Nope. Not nope. even from behind? <laughs> nope. He'd fucking elbow you before he, like, if he felt you were coming, he'd put his, his butt end up or something. He Unhittable. Yeah, so this kind of like Chris Pronger on the way. Yeah, Pronger was was Pronger was just Similar. so big, so big too. Um, but yeah, yeah. Who's the best player set. you ever played with, Sean? Skill wise, I'd say probably. Ziggy no, no, Paul. no. The best player, bro. The best player. Oh, Steve all around. Steve Eiserman. Okay. okay. Yeah. And who's the best player you ever played against? Best player I ever played against. Uh, gotta be Mario, kid. No, but I mean, I would say Lid Lidstrom or probably. me, or me, buddy. <laughs> probably uh, Lidstrom. Really? I like tell us a forward. I because I want to hear forwards. Come uh, forward. But the best goalie ever, but I ever played against was Hasek. I mean, I played with him too. But he, if you scored on him in practice, or a couple too many guys scored on him, he'd just leave the ice. Really? He didn't. Yeah, he didn't want. He would never leave. He'd never have a bad day. So if, if guys started getting hot and they'd score on him, he'd just <laughs> skate right off the ice and say, fuck it. I'm done. Good for him. Good for him. All right, so I got to go, Billy. Oh, you do? Yeah, fucking Nash is crying. Ask you me one. Let, let, ask me. Ask, let, 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 ask, let's ask about. Uh, the LA Kings when you got traded. No, let's ask about New York. Okay, tell us about New York. Glenn Sather, I think you should have. It's, it's, did, was Slots there when you were there? Yes, he was. Did you like him? Yes, I did. He's a good dude. Yeah, Don Maloney didn't like me. They, I spoke yeah, up. Of, listen, I, I'll tell you the fucking story. Here you go. This is what happened with me. I spoke up to Don Maloney. I said, listen, I said, Mark, Mark, Mark Messier don't come to practice. You guys keep putting me from the fourth line center up to the, like, this first line right wing. Every And then I go in the, in the room the next day and my – I'm still fourth line center. I said, don't you think it'd be better if you just put me on a better line? I could start fucking potting some goals. Next thing you know, the team went to Montreal and in Toronto and, and they, they thought I could go. They didn't know like the, 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 the flyers knew and the penguins knew that I couldn't go there. All right. right. You want to, what are you running my interview now? Motherfucker. So anyways, I go like this. I go, uh, this is emotional because this was my last days in the NHL. So I said to the travel right, guy, Darren, what? this guy, Darren, I said, yeah. Hey, I can't go to Canada, bro. I can't go. Like, I don't, you got me a ticket. I, I'm, I can't get on the plane. I, I, if I go there, I'm going to get arrested. And he made a call and he said, yeah, you're going to get arrested if you step on. So they sent me to Pittsburgh. I stayed with my girlfriend two days, Tammy, Tammy military. And, um, then the practice comes. I'm still I'm, I'm fourth line center. They put me out there in warm up as fourth line center, and then I come in and I'm healthy scratch. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Who is okay. the coach? Uh, Brian Trotche was who's oh. horrible. Yeah. And um, so they, they also sent, had a 96 million dollar payroll, I think, that year, and they were they didn't make. And the I made 315 thousand dollars. Right. And I was the fourth line center, and I fucking played the most. For 11 games, I played the most on the team. And then I was out of the NHL. The next year, I signed with the Florida Panthers with Rick Dudley for $3 million, three years, a million dollars a year. And Gary Bettenbin banned me. So that's my story. Why, why, why did, why did he ban, ban you? 
Yeah. He, I got pulled over in Quincy Center for buying the hockey news. Mark Bergman said, hey, Billy, I'm, uh, Mark Bergman was my roommate on the road, all right? Like, yeah, I yeah. was like the cool guy on the team in Pittsburgh, all right? Everybody wanted to be my friend. I was friends with Mario, Bergman. Those are the two guys, right? So Bergman comes, he goes, I want to live with you. And I'm like, all right, I'm living alone. I don't really want to live with you, but, you know. So right. he called me in the summertime. He said, go get my hockey news. I'm on the, I'm on the cover in a jester hat. I said, okay, there's only one place. I, and I was skating. I get off the ice. I go to Quincy Center. Mustache Mike, this legendary maggot cop from Quincy Center, gave me a ticket when I walked out. And then as I drove away, he noticed my sticker on my plate was bad. So he called it in. I got arrested fucking 10 miles down the road going to my house for a fucking bad registration sticker. And Gary Bettman used that as an excuse with Dave Lewis, that maggot Malibu fucking scumbag doctor for the NHL substance abuse program who right. fucked over more people. <clears throat> he fucked over Bob Pobrett. He fucked over Theo Fleury. He fucked over Matty Johnson. He fucked over Brant Myers. He fucked over Billy Lindsay. He fucked over Billy. T I'll go on and on. That's what happened with my career. So, Sean, you're in New York. You're an international superstar. You're playing in New York City. Are you saying to yourself, I'm going to marry a supermodel and have the fucking – and no one's stopping me. I'm going to have a kid. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to be the man. New York's going to know about me because New York's yeah. your city, kid. You're fucking right. And you know what? She's downstairs yelling at me, and I got to go, and we'll do this again. All right. Love you, buddy. Good interview. Look Thanks, buddy. Listen, I'm, I I didn't know that I didn't know that story. Uh, I got yeah, more stories, dude. I got we'll, so we'll fucked up in my life. We'll talk about that. And thank you for coming I, on, buddy. Of course, I love you. I'll I see love you guys, too, buddy. See What's ya. your guy's name? What's your guy's name? Jackie uh, Moran. He say hello to Jackie real quick. He's a big fan. Yeah, please. Yeah. No, we were talking. Earlier. Thank you, Sean. Jack, I love thanks, you, buddy. Brother. I love you, you bro.